Stana Talk Radio. Stana Talk Radio is a volunteer-only, non-profit blog talk radio show that is not endorsed by Stana Academy. Stana Kadic is not responsible for any of the content or comments made by anyone on the following show. Stana Talk Radio will not be selling or requesting anything in the name of Stana Kadic. This show is a unique opportunity for everyone who supports her to get together on a regular basis to try to catch each other up on everything Stana. Our hope is that this show will be an additional fun place for everyone to participate and enhance our continued support of this amazingly talented woman. Well, hello, and welcome back to Sana Talk Radio. Tonight is September 20th, 2016, and this is Cheryl in Kansas. Hello, everybody. This is Mia in Oregon. Hey, guys. This is Elena in Brooklyn, New York. Yay, we're all back together again. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> Group hug. Jump in. Um, gosh, we have a... We have a pretty good queue tonight. This is great. Hello, everybody that's already called in. We'll be getting to you in just a second. So we we always chat before the show, and I find out a lot of interesting things. Mia just came back from a beautiful vacation, and we all wanted to, like, we kind of went along with you, Mia, to all your uh, adventures, beautiful <laughs> photos, incredible. Mm-hmm. And by the way, did you, you went to a ball game, too, didn't you, in, what, Boston? Ugh. Oh, yeah. I saw that game too, Mia. <laughs> I know the Red Sox Yankees game. Yeah, at, um, that was my first time at uh, Fenway Park, so that was a lot of fun. And um, <laughs> apparently, a lot of people I'm friends with on social media aren't um, Red Sox supporters, so I found that out pretty quickly. <laughs> they were like, "You're wearing the wrong hat." <laughs> so, mm-hmm. well, that's always fun. Well, yeah, you know, but... my little my little team won't, probably won't be able to, you know, repeat <laughs> last year Royals, but um, anybody but he's, no, that's what we used to say. Sorry. Beth <laughs> 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 uh, hates baseball, though. They have a really good uh, budget. <laughs> <laughs> they usually are right in there, Elena. They're usually right there mm. at the top. They won- I think they've won. Haven't they won more pennants than anybody? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Twenty-seven. So half a little. Just in case anyone was wondering. Um, <laughs> how many? Twenty-seven. 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 Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> so you're back at school as teacher, oh. and uh, you have a new crop of kids. Mm, so welcome, I do. The real. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But you have a sweet, you have a sweet kiddo at home, so little baby. I do. Almost <laughs> I think about him often throughout the day. Oh. <laughs> Don't grow up and be like <laughs> crawl into the finish line of every day. I'm just decided I'm taking the year um, one day at a time, uh, or else I don't know if I'll make it through. <laughs> so just one day at a time. Well, <laughs> I we'll appreciate you the support. Okay, you, well, um, Great to catch up with both of you. I I'm, I can't wait to see both of you. I get to see Elena in New York, and I get to see Mia in San Francisco. This is going to be so much fun. Okay, and all of you out there that are listening that are um, going to be attending any of the events coming up, mm-hmm. uh, let's get to the news real quick so we can get to this roundtable so these people can okay. talk about Sister Peace. Here we go. Straight from the STR Newsroom, here's your latest news updates. Well, 
speaking of Sister Cities, last Saturday, September 17th, Sister Cities premiered on Lifetime Movie Network, and over 1.4 million people tuned in to watch. Um, the Sister wow. Cities Twitter account tweeted that that number will rise even um, even higher once they count in, um, you know, the DV- DVR views. Woo-hoo! And then um, I think, let's see, it, it said Sean Hanish's Sister Cities was the number three cable non-sport and news program in the 8 p.m. primetime Saturday time slot. So um, that was awesome. And um, if you have been living under a rock, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you haven't had a chance to uh, to watch Sister Cities, um, the film is now available for purchase and your viewing pleasure on iTunes, Amazon Video, uh, as well as the Google Play Store, and is um, also available to view on the Lifetime app um, for smart devices. So um, it's lots everywhere. of different. Yeah, it is everywhere. It's awesome. <laughs> I got it on uh, iTunes right away, so I could watch without commercials. So, um, well, I, I got it on Lifetime, so I was watching it right after nice. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and then I and then I bought it on iTunes, and then you know somebody else wanted it, but they don't have Apple products; they have Amazon. So I showed them how they could buy it on Amazon, and so I mean, hey, nice. somebody's making money. I hope it's the folks at uh, Cannonball Productions <laughs> and all of the. <laughs> cast and crew yeah and um, it was either Sean Hanish the director or it was um, the Sister Cities Twitter account but um, they were saying that uh, you know if you like the movie um, which I think all of us did but (laughs) I don't want to speak for everybody but um, if you like the movie make sure to go rate it highly on Rotten Tomatoes and on IMDb so they get a good yep. uh, score over there from viewers. And, and on um, iTunes. And on iTunes, too. Yes, and iTunes. Mm-hmm. And Sean Hannah Everyone- also tweeted that the soundtrack will be released soon. Hmm. So, And nice. I loved the music they used. Me, too. Um, yeah, I guess his name is pronounced Sufjan Stevens. And I've been listening to his music for, like, years and years in the years and so I heard his voice and I was like, Yes <laughs> The music <laughs> supervisor has excellent taste. <laughs> so um yes. and then also yeah. I guess uh uh musician Pat Hull was also tweeting um and his a couple of his songs are also featured on the soundtrack. So we'll look forward to um to that being released and we will tweet out any information. And yeah, it looks who, looks who their supervisor, their music supervisor was Dondi Bastone. Yeah, good, great job, Dondi Dondi. Yeah, you India. Yep, I was appreciative. And then also, um, let's all make sure to let Lifetime TV at Lifetime TV know that we are interested in uh, Sister Cities being released on DVD. So go go ahead and and tweet them and let them know. Um, that we want to own a copy, um, a non-digital you know, digital copy, <laughs> to add to our collections. And let's see, I put this stuff not in chronological order. So next up, so that's Sister Cities Amazingness. <laughs> hmm. And, of course, we'll be talking about that for the rest of our show. So 
more to come. And um, Sana will Sana Kadic will grace the stage in New York City, um, coming up on Monday, September 26th, in White Rabbit, Red Rabbit. And the following is from uh, I think this was from Deadline. They said um, Castle alumna Sana Kadic has joined the one-off solo performance lineup for White Rabbit, Red Rabbit, the experimental play from Iranian writer Nassim Soleimanpour that sees a different performer each night who is handed the script for the first time as they step onto the stage. So that should be an amazing performance, uh, such a great um, experience for everybody who gets to be in attendance. Um, and Cheryl will be there, Elena will be there, a lot of our um, STR friends will uh, will have the opportunity to see Stana that night. Um, I won't be there, but <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it. And um, so, if you are flat, planning, Flat Mia that? will be there. I will. I will bring Flat, flat Mia. Mia. Yeah, <laughs> Mia on I'll a stick. You can living, have your ticket with Mia. <laughs> I'll be living vicariously through all my uh, my. And we will. Uh, and as a reminder, we will. Friends. We will be meeting up at Bryant Park. So if you yeah. are not working that day and you live in the area or if you're in for the play and you're in town and just doing sightseeing or whatnot, uh, we are going to have a quick meetup in New York City at Bryant Park. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be between 1 and 3 Eastern time. So just stop by. It's nothing formal. We just want to, you know, touch base with everybody. And we got a little nice something for you. And I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, we're going to meet at the big, yeah, super meet cool. at the big fountain. Don't worry, Mia. I'll send you a, a package. Oh. <laughs> and you too, Elena. I mean, um, Vanessa. Excuse me. Vanessa and France, who's listening tomorrow. So, Vanessa, you're getting a big care package too. So. Um, but anyway, and then that leaves plenty of time. I think there is another uh, group of fans that are going to meet up earlier in the day. But we're going to meet 1 to 3 at Bryant Park. Just mm-hmm. go to the big fountain there. I hear from Elena it's a very famous place. So. Um, yes, it's where I got engaged, which is yeah. what makes it famous. <laughs> <laughs> very famous. Right there, you know. It's right there. Penny, don't you want me? Okay. Anyway, um, um, that will leave plenty of time between, like, you know, a little after three, all the way down to have some dinner. There's lots of places to eat around there. We've got a list that we'll bring um, if you're new to the city. And um, there's, you know, we obviously with the amount of people, if we all congregate and we all got together at one time, that would overwhelm a restaurant. That's why we didn't pick a venue so that way people mm-hmm. can go in smaller groups to wherever they want to go and still make it over to the theater before seven because they said they're not there's not going to be any late seating and then the play actually starts at eight so um we do have a backup plan in case it, it rains but elena said it's going to be gorgeous so can't wait supposed oh, to be so cool. like mid to mid to um like mid 60s upper 60s and sunny so Nice. It's nice. nice weather to be outside. So I don't, you know, unless some crazy, uh, you know, change in weather pattern occurs, I think I think we're good to go. Excellent. Thanks. Awesome. Mhm. Okay. Thank yeah. You. Thanks, Mia. Sure thing. And um, then last on the list of news items, actually, there's uh, two more things. Um, the Rendezvous, starring Sonicatic and Raza Jaffrey. Directed by Amin Matalka, will make its world premiere at the Mill Valley Film Festival on Saturday, October 8th. So coming right up here after uh, Stana stars in that play. Um, and in addition to the opening night screening, Amin 
uh, just tweeted a little bit earlier that due to um, the tickets being in such high demand and selling out immediately, um, Mill Valley Film Fest has added a second screening, which will take place on Monday, October 10th. So if you weren't able to um, score tickets to that opening night, make sure to check the website uh, tonight for for uh, additional ticket information for Monday tickets. Um, so that's and, awesome. And, and yeah, <laughs> speaking of. <laughs> if you want to go to the opening night premiere, uh, just like we did for White Rabbit, Red Rabbit, last time it was um, for a giveaway to Alternative Travel Project, this time we're going to go back to... Children's Hospital of Los Angeles' Literally Healing Program, and we're going to do the same kind of thing. So uh, we'll put the information up about that. So if you missed out on getting a ticket to that premiere night, we have some to give away. So um, look for that later this week, probably tomorrow, because we got to all get ready to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, not too so much probably later. Be up tomorrow. Probably be up tomorrow. So, And we're going to do it the same yeah. way. So those of you who participated in the White Rabbit, Red Rabbit, um, giveaway we did for those two tickets. We're going to do the same thing, only this time instead of, you know, and that was fantastic for Alternative Travel Project. This time we're going to pick, go back to Literally Healing, which is the program at Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. So look for that tomorrow. Yeah. We'll give all the deets. <laughs> <laughs> and and then last but not least, since I'm doing things in kind of date order, um, our friend Sandra over on Twitter um, tweeted that the release date for Lost in Florence, formerly The Tourist, has been updated on imdb.com, and they've changed that now to January 17th, 2017, so uh, into the new year. And hopefully we'll all get a chance to see that film, Astana. So, so much going on. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, excited. So, okay. Yeah. I think that's it. Oh, no, I had one more thing. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. Make sure to, uh, you know, if you enjoyed Sister Cities, make sure to go over to their Zazzle store and buy some um, merchandise. Car- <laughs> some Carolina. Merch. Yeah, I'm, there's pins and I'm T-shirts and, um, and uh, coffee. Yeah, I, I like the T-shirt design. Yeah, it's really so. cool idea. <laughs> you know, first time I saw one of those shirts, I'm like, yeah, it reminded me of when you, you know, knocked poor Carolina to the ground. I mean, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, drinking of champagne. I'm like, why would I wear that? <laughs> knocked her down. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, and then I'm I was looking, the one with the tub on it is just the just the plain tub. And it doesn't say, like, the movie on it. So it just looks like a bathtub. But I guess I would yeah. I would know. I, the one I saw was the uh, four champagne glasses. Yeah. Four champ- That's the one I was talking about. But anyway. Yeah. So. And then there's the mar- okay. just the plain martini one. But anyway. But you got yep. you to you get a little tiny, it. I'm a Carolina Sister Cities button at least, you know. Mm-hmm. Here they are. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, are you Okay. Elena? Me? Oh yeah, I just I just sneezed. I muted myself so you guys wouldn't hear my sneezing fest. But you're okay. sorry, my fall allergies have arrived early. Oh. <laughs> Yay! Okay. Yay! Uh, yeah, you. 
Okay, here we go. Let's go to the roundtable. Thank you, Mia. Join us in the STR roundtable discussion. Call us at 347-857-4368. That's 347-857-4368. And press the one key to enter the queue to join us live on the air. Or log into Skype on your PC and click on the Skype icon from the show page at blogtalkradio.com slash radio. Okay, um, so, sorry, my allergies just like, I don't know what it was, but something just really got to me, so I'm like trying to, <laughs> trying to like not sneeze slash uh, cough of a storm here, and now I'm like super itchy too. <laughs> I'm like, hey, just in time. I know, and I can hardly move, I'm like lying in we're all bed, a mess. I hurt my back. <laughs> Mia's got a bad back. I'm oh like full of hives. Cheryl, are you Yikes. okay at least? What is your ailment, and Cheryl? <laughs> we don't have all hour. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I'm perfectly fine. I'm over my poisonous sumac bit. You'll see the results. Oh, okay. ever oh, had boy. that. Man. I, I have anyway. not, but I imagine it's not pleasant. <laughs> Not Anything all. with the word poison in it, typically not good. <laughs> but the, but the, tree, the tree from hell has been removed, I'm happy to say. So those good. of you who Well, there we go. <laughs> so so now news. it's just, so two-thirds of us are a mess and one-third is okay. All right, well, good. <laughs> <laughs> One out of three ain't bad, right? So, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, let, Sister Cities finally premiered uh, this past Saturday, September 17th. Um, so this movie on Lifetime was adapted from uh, a play written by Colette Friedman and it was directed by Sean, ha- Sean Hanish. Um, and I know that it was very highly anticipated um, by Stana fans because it's really the first post castle role that we've, uh, that we've seen her in. And so uh, it was just something that, I mean, besides just getting to see her, uh, on our screens again. It was it's just really exciting to see Sana taking on um new projects and knowing that she's excited about them and us getting excited. Uh, it was just something that we were all really looking forward to. And so hopefully um it didn't disappoint. I don't think that it did based based on what I was reading on social media and I read a few reviews uh of the movie and so it does seem to have really gotten a positive reaction for various reasons from uh, various people, fans and critics alike. So I am really uh, just, I'm really excited to talk with everybody tonight to see their reaction to the movie. Um, so, yeah, so, all right, let's, so let's bring our, our friends here into our roundtable. And first up we have Kate, who is not our friend Kate from Virginia, but a different Kate. Is that right, Cheryl? Yes. She's uh, Kate from from Dallas. Hey, Kate. Welcome back to FDR. Hi, Kate. Hi. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes. 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 Loud and clear. Fantastic. Great. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yeah, sure. We're glad you could call in. And so um, I'm sure you, like the rest of us, were were very much looking forward to Sister Cities. And now that you've seen it, uh, what would you say, well, first, um, did you enjoy it? And if so, what was something about the film that was a particular highlight for you? 
I absolutely loved it. I will say I've already seen it four times already. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Okay. That's awesome. And I have been t- telling everybody about it. I'm just like, you have to watch it. I'm just, and I try to integrate it in every conversation that I have. <laughs> um, I... I can't really pick one specific thing that I liked about it. The one thing that I really enjoyed was just how they took such a very powerful and deep story and how they told it so eloquently and so beautifully and so artistically. Um, I kind of wrote this on my Twitter, but I discovered the Sister Cities because of I'm a fan of Stana, and um, when I heard that it was a play, I quickly went and figured out, how can I read this play? Because I am um, a trained actor. I've been acting since I was 18 months old, so it's in, it's in my blood to, like, go and be very intrigued by theater things. Um and I completely fell in love with the story while I read the play, and I was so excited to see the show and or the movie rather. And I had very high expectations, and they were all surpassed. So I was very excited and pleased with the show, mm-hmm. seeing as I've watched it four times. And we'll be watching it any time that I can. (laughs) Well, it's definitely a ringing endorsement for the play, considering that you yourself are involved in the acting world and and theater. And it's hard when you do have high expectations for something, uh, not only just to meet it, but to surpass it. And so uh, I'm sure that... um, you know, Sean Hanish, Colette Friedman, and the, and the cast and crew, to hear something like that absolutely would make all their their hard work, their effort uh, worth it to know that this movie is um, just hitting such a, a positive note with so many people for, for one reason or another. And so it's hard when you enjoy something so much to say um, a particular highlight about the film, but, you know, if you could put into words, like, what is it about the film that makes you want to watch it over and over four times now and more to come, What? how would you explain that to somebody? I'm, I am a person that really appreciates good storytelling, and that's kind of what, why I am an actor. I like to tell stories. And so that that is and, and I feel like I'm also someone that um appreciates authenticity and transparency and I really like how this story it wasn't you know it it the situation that the sisters were put in allowed them to you know take off their heels and their pantyhose and and show not just each other, but the audience, you know, this is what a real family life is like. I Mm -hmm. have three older sisters 
and I could really relate to this movie being, you know, kind of in Baltimore's shoes being the youngest and uh, having three older sisters and just being like, yes, this is what it's like. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. um, I always just want to share that kind of aspect of authenticity and transparency with others just to, just to say, you know, let's take off of, you know, let's take off our mask and our life is all fine and dandy and rainbows and unicorns and it's really not. And that's okay. Cause that's yeah. life. And how the movie progressed with the climax and the denouement, the resolution, it really showed, you know, that yes, it's okay to have flaws and faults and to have fights with your family but in the end, that's all you have is family, and yeah. you really need to cherish it. And I just think that that's such a wonderful message. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that going on where you see, you know, obviously the sisters have um, very different lives and have gone off on their various courses, but um, they've, you know, their their mother's passing um, has brought them back together, and even though it's not like this joyous reunion or um, easy by any means, it, it you know it does emphasize that that theme that differences aside, family when it comes down to it, it is really all you've got. And uh, so that was that was really nice to see um, how the dynamics of those sisters would would play out and ultimately bring them, you know, together in the end, despite, like, the whole revelation of what what really happened um, with their mom's passing and, and, and how it all transpired. And um, just when you think everything's about to explode, you know, things... Sure, you had to drug one sister to kind of <laughs> stop her from calling the cops. But, I mean, uh, yeah, so it was definitely something I think a lot of people can relate to with these, with those family dynamics where, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of mess that comes with, with families. And sometimes uh, the situation like this where there's a, 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 a tragedy of sorts in the family is really the perfect storm to unearth a lot of those kinds of things and kind of have people hash things out and ultimately for the most part you know a lot of families um, even when things seem like you can't get past this or that or you know helping your mom drown in the bathtub for example might be you know it's something that isn't easy uh, for anyone to deal with the passing of a parent especially the awful way that their mom um, dies and well you know her her illness and her assisted suicide and uh, you know it's um it's a lot it's a very heavy subject and there was a lot of you know a lot a lot of drama in there a lot of um, really hard stuff for the characters to get through, but also thrown in this bit of levity to it too, which was um, an interesting mix. So, um, but I'm glad that um, you know you enjoyed it so much, and you watched it four times already, and you're telling everybody about it, no matter what the conversation is. You just keep trying to slip in sister cities and and promote it, and I, I'm sure that 
the 1.4 million for you know people watching a Lifetime movie, uh, that, that's really impressive. And that's like we said earlier before the even even the uh, DVR numbers are counted in. So, um, congratulations to the, the cast and the crew. I mean, it's obviously a very successful uh, movie already. So. All right. So, Kate, thank you so much for calling in and um, and sharing with us. I know that you had let us know that you wanted to come in before you run off to an appointment. So we're glad we were able to make that happen for you. And um, keep you keep promoting the movie, <laughs> free advertising for them. <laughs> so, um, okay. So we have uh, Brenda calling in. Let's bring Brenda in here. Thanks, Kate. Hey, Brenda. Hi, welcome Kate. back to STR. Hi, Brenda. I'm assuming you mean Brenda Vaughn. That is what we mean. (laughs) Okay. Hi, Brenda. Hello. (laughs) Hey, Brenda. What's going on? How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Glad Um, to hear it. And so, what do you? What um, now that you've seen Sister Cities? um, Hopefully. You enjoyed it, yeah. and if so, um, good. Oh, um, so what What would you say is something that you particularly enjoyed or a highlight or just what was it about the movie that, that um, you found most enjoyable, I would say? Well, first of all, I went into the movie kind of blind to what the storyline was going to be other than, you know, what they said of, you know, four sisters come together because of the death of their mother. I mm-hmm. didn't hear anything about the ALS aspect until Stana posted the the photos on Instagram. So and I wasn't really familiar with um exactly what ALS was. So I went into it like I said kind of blind to it, but I enjoyed the movie immensely. I've watched it 3 times <laughs> already. Wow. Um I especially enjoyed watching the dynamics of the sisters interacting with each other during the the death of their mother because I'm the oldest of eight sisters. Wow. And yeah. What? And we, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, and no brothers. <laughs> so you can imagine what our household was like. But um so I was seeing a lot of me and my sisters interacting in there, um, mm-hmm. especially the part about the tackling the one sister about her underwear. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Okay. I, I could see us doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Now, um, and then some of the things that they were saying to each other, and it's like, you know, they're, they're I don't just the interactions – of a little bit of argument, a little bit of, you know, animosity, but yet they still loved each other and everything like that. You you could see that in that. And I really enjoyed watching that interaction and that dynamic. And yeah. uh, anyway, it was, it was really interesting. I mean, for me, because, hey, we lost my father two years ago, and my mother has been – on her kind of on her deathbed for the last two years since dad died actually and my mother keeps kept telling us that she just let her die she just wants to die and she keeps trying to take her feeding tube out and take her other tubes out and stuff like Mm -hmm. that well and so now we're watching the same type of situation of course we're not um 
there is no DNR, so, you know, not going to happen. But, um, you know, and now she has dementia. So it was like watching that, I was watching us mm-hmm. and wondering mm-hmm. how we're going to react when this happens with mom. And it, it was just, it was really hard to watch the first time. And to be honest, I cried through the whole movie. Mm. Second time, I had to watch it just so I could see, you know, things that so much that I missed. And I really and truly enjoyed it. And then the third time, I just watched it just because it's like, I got to see if I missed anything else kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, every time you watch a, a show or a movie, you see little things that you've not seen before. So... I love the movie, and I know I'm going to watch it again, and I know my sisters are going to watch it because I'm going to tell them about it next time. <laughs> together. So we'll see yeah. how it goes. It was it was a good movie, really, mm-hmm. really good movie. And I've already been recommending it to, to people around here that I talk to because – Well, you, you go, girl. <laughs> you you – you, yeah, well, when you when something touches you like that, you want other people to experience that too. And so yeah. that's what I was telling them about it. And like I said, when my, me and my sisters are together again, you know, we'll we'll talk. And I, you know, I know I'll be telling them about it. <laughs> and yeah. it's really bad. It's me and my sisters all live within twenty five miles of each other. Wow! Wow! So. Together, wow. 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 Now, we did lose two of my sisters uh, for different reasons within a year, but there's still the other, the other six of us are still around here, like I said, within 25 miles of each other. And we, you know, but so I think it would do them some good to see this movie because of seeing the dynamics of sisters who are losing their mother because we're Mm -hmm. in that situation. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I got talking today. <laughs> well, you know, I think um, I I think the movie brings up a lot of relatable topics uh, for lots of different people, whether it's you know sibling dynamics or parent-child dynamics or just the the experience of of losing a parent and. Um, you know, having, and it's especially, I mean, I'm very lucky that, you know, I still have both of my parents and, you know, they're both very, very healthy, but, um, so I don't, I don't know what that's like, but I, I can, I can relate to the, the struggle of trying to decide, you know, what, what I do if this was the situation and, you know, one of my parents were ill and, 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 and asking, um, for like um some kind of mercy, you know, to not have to suffer anymore. And um I don't, you know, it's it's a very it's it's a very very um sensitive topic where there's people who have strong opinions um mm-hmm. both ways and you know, it it is something that is it's good, you know, for opening up a dialogue like, you know, even in a real life situation when you watch this movie with you know, with family to say, well, what would what would you want done? Would you, you know, would this be? Would you advocate for for this, or would you be against it? Um, and it just, I think it it does speak to a lot of people um, who either like yourself, Brenda, who are are watching a parent, 
you know, uh, suffer for which, you know, I, I'm sorry to hear that. I really am. I, I can't even imagine what that's like. Um, and, you know, others that just, you know, you know, just would want to talk about something like that or have been through that in the past. So I think that there was a lot about this movie that um, it speaks to people for, for different reasons, you know. So I know quite a few people, you know, messaging back and forth were saying that they definitely um, felt very, they were very emotional watching the movie and tears were shed for for one reason or another, and um, definitely see that, you know. So, um, yeah. So I'm I'm just very sorry to hear that you're going through such a rough time right now. But I am glad to know that you do have your five um, your five remaining sisters so close by, and hopefully that's a a good support system uh, for you and you know and and you for them. So, you know, that idea of your you know, I, I can't imagine what that must have been like to grow up with eight sisters. I have one sister. It's just the two of us. And uh, <laughs> to imagine eight, I mean, it must have been um, pretty pretty awesome and wonderful. But at the same time, I'm sure, I'm sure your parents had their hands full <laughs> with eight girls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of Baltimore's and Dallas's and Carolinas and mm-hmm. Austin's mixed in there. So, um, so, but Brenda, which, which of the yeah. four sisters would you feel like you, you identify most with? I identify with Carolina because she was the oldest and it was like she had the responsibility for her younger sisters growing up and I had that same thing. And she was expected to be the leader and do all of the, you know, take charge of everything and and that was me. Mm-hmm. And so I identified and I, and it's funny because I saw the hierarchy of, you know, birth order in that movie and it mm-hmm. is so true when you have a bunch of sisters there is a hierarchy sure. uh, you know in the way of uh, you know birth order and mm-hmm. uh they stayed true with that mm-hmm. in the movie and i really appreciated you know being able to see how the other sisters felt about different things Mm-hmm. And, and even like they said, the one sister looked up to the other, um, looked up to Caroline. I don't remember which one looked up to Caroline. And mm-hmm. I know I have, um, I know a couple of my sisters that look up to me to make decisions and things like that. You know, if something happens, mom's not there to call, so they call me. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, that's how that that's how that dynamic works, and they actually they pulled it off in the movie and and you know it, they you could see that in the movie and i appreciated that well that's i'm, I'm glad that uh you know you would have one of the sisters mm-hmm. that you feel very strongly uh identify like that you identify with you know i'm the older sister of two and so i understand what that's like um not to have eight you know, seven younger siblings, but still be the older one and the one who um, there's responsibility to look out for the younger one and to sometimes make decisions. Um, even though my, you know, my sister and I are grown up now and my sister is, you know, she's a, she's a nurse, she's a grown woman, and uh, but there are still a lot of times where 
I'm the older sister, and I just automatically assume that role, and my family just automatically, you know, assumes that I'm assuming that role. And the more responsible one, the more, you know, um, the one who makes the decisions, and it's so I definitely could identify with Carolina for that reason. Um, but uh, it was I I didn't I like I like what you were saying kind of the hierarchy of you know birth order and how it affects their personality and um, you know their life experience. It's that was a pretty uh, pretty interesting aspect to the story tale and you know um, just to see it play out in your own families or how does it play out in your own family? Does that stay? Is that kind of uh, you know, hierarchy, does it apply across the board? So I'm always curious to see how that plays out within families and um, especially larger families like, like your own. So, but I am glad um, that you, um, that you enjoyed it. And even though um, it's not an easy movie to watch for one reason or another for various people, but, um, and, and yourself included, but um, that it was maybe a cathartic, um, experience to watch it, uh, which is, you know, yeah, you know, so, um, yeah, so thanks, Brenda, um, for calling in, and, you know, um, again, very, very, very sorry to hear about what your family is dealing with right now, and, and, and just, um, you know, you have a large community of, of friends in the uh, STR world who are, you know, there to support you, so I'm glad you can call in tonight, though. Um Okay, so we do have um, another caller. We have Kathy, our friend Kathy in Kansas. So let's bring her in. Thanks again, Brenda. Hey, Kathy. Thank hey, you, guys. Hi, Kathy. Welcome back, Kathy. Hello. How's it going? It's going. It's I'm going. I'm ready for fall. I'm just ready for fall. Me too. I don't like it this, goes, like, the no, back and forth weather. No, it's like weather. 65 and then it's now to 90 again. I'm I like, know. Oh, get over it. I know, I know. I, I I I feel exactly the same way. Just ready for it to be here and um just kinda of moving on with the seasons and enjoying the, the crisp fair and um, you know, uh but before you know it I'll be complaining because it's yeah. it's too cold and there's snow everywhere. So Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you can never yeah, be happy, a, I guess. Yeah, we've either drowned or fried all summer this summer, so it's like um ready for a little bit of uh, you know, It's rain enough. Hopefully the trees will be pretty and everything. So looking forward to it. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And um, so tell me about your experience with Sister Cities. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I did. Uh, I mean, it's interesting because um, I, too, was – I mean, I didn't – I don't like the spoilers, so I don't usually watch things. You know, you see photos and things like that, but I kind of tried to stay away from it so that I would – you know, be surprised or whatever by the movie. But, um, yeah, I was really blindsided, too, by the plot. because, And it's interesting because it, it also related to something that happened in my family. My my mom passed away of cancer when she was 46. I was 20. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they were going through this stuff, I mean, I kept having flashbacks to the time where, you know, there was certainly we didn't have to care for her like that, you know, like Austin did in this movie, but... I was really struck. Some of the stuff I haven't thought about for, you know, years and years and years just kind of crept up on me. And about halfway through, I had to, I sort of lost it. I mean, I was just so involved in all this emotional stuff. Um, But I was, uh, 
I watched it again since, of course, just to get it, what I missed. <laughs> Let's just watch this movie, okay? Uh, but yeah, it was a powerful, very powerful, uh, yeah. very very powerful movie. And, and and not to be gross or anything, but the the thing that triggered all the memories was when she said, "There's no smell." Mm. And I'm when someone passes away. My mom had a tracheotomy; she had uh, lung cancer, and so when she got to come home um, for a little while, and we we had to you know do that drainage thing to suction out her lungs so she could breathe. And there's a particular odor. I don't know if it's particular to cancer or if it's just your body shutting down or what. But when she said the thing about the smell, I was just gone. And then I thought, man, and I talked to my sister later. I said, that was a powerful movie and um, so well done. I mean, so true to life. I mean, it. Uh, uh, I was uh, thrilled that Stana was a part of that project because it's uh, it's important and it, it it's touching. I'm sure it's touching people all over the you know, all over the world, really, you know, yeah. where it brings it back to a personal, uh, when you're doing a drama that's a true life drama, I would assume that uh, one of your uh, hopes as an author would be to touch uh, somebody on a real level, you know, that where they mm-hmm. could relate to what you've written. And man, yeah, she, I was, uh, yeah, I was so surprised. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I watched it again and to the, for the performances, but yeah, we all watched it for Stana, but uh, Jess Wexler was just phenomenal as Austin. She mm-hmm. absolutely blew me away, you know. Um, yes. I, you know, and then when the, when they, when they said that they're trying to figure out why she didn't smell, I thought, oh God, don't tell me that she made her embalmer or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, like, oh, that would have taken God, a real next, turn. You know? Yeah, I was like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, it never even occurred to me that she just died like you know that day. Right. I was just like, oh Lord, what's you know now? What are they going to say? But uh, right. the very powerful movie, yeah, I enjoyed it. Of course, you know, Sana's, they were just. I mean, it's it's just. Uh, you, I mean, I know it's Sana's in it, but you can't just really say it's a Sana movie. You know, like the Rendezvous, she's a co-star with, and so you could say it's a Sana movie. This was such an ensemble cast that you know she's part of the movie, but um, you know you have to give credit to everybody. It was fantastic in that movie. Fantastic, you know. Yes, yeah. I was, um, you know, I was talking with Mia and Cheryl before we uh, went live, and I was saying I was, I was really impressed, yeah, with Jess Wexler and um, Tryon Belisario because I had I'd never seen them in anything else, and I know that Tryon is on um, Pretty Little Liars, but I've never watched that. And yeah, I never I, have either. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I never really, I've never really um, seen her in anything else. But uh, yeah, I was really impressed with, uh, with uh, besides Don, I was both, I was impressed with both her and Jess Wexler, who I had also never seen in anything before. So um, they were, they were, they were very, um, I don't know, they, they just invoked a lot, I think, of empathy. You know, in in me, you know, just just you know, personally speaking, um, you know, I did relate a lot. I think um, besides Caroline just being the older sister and that 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 you know, the kind of like that uh, burden that the older sibling always uh, seems to bear, um, but also very much uh, connecting with with Jess, just her relationship with her mother, because I feel like. Um, 
she would have done anything for her mom, even if it was it broke her heart to do what she had to do. And that was well, yeah, and, you know, and you, you sit there and you think, yeah. could you could you have done that? Right. You know, if you were asked to do that in a similar situation, and I I don't I think I don't know that I could have. I mean, you step up and do what has to be done. That's mm-hmm. true. But to that extent, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. the oldest girl in our family. There's seven kids in our family. I have mm-hmm. two older brothers and four younger uh, siblings, mm-hmm. and uh, so I know, you know, I would, I'm the, um, I'm, you know, the go-to if we will in the family also. But uh, I mean, I mean, as as, I, as minute of what I had to do to take care of my mom, I mean, you, the whole time you're thinking, could you? I mean, for me, I was like, I could I have done that? Yeah. You know, and then you're, you know, you're like, I don't think I, I don't know, I don't think I could have, I don't think I could have done that. I don't know. You know, you. You wonder, but I mean, you just don't. You know, I was like, "Wow!" And that probably has happened, you know, in, in real life, you know, more than we know, where oh, sure. someone has had to, you know, help somebody or something. But um, yeah, it was very thought provoking. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it was uh, anyway. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's something that it's an uncomfortable topic you know, the end of life and uh, what people would want done and what would you be willing to do for someone that you, you love as much as you love a parent. And, you know, that that scene was, it was really, it was hard to watch, um, you know, her have to hold her down in the tub because I'm thinking, like, if if that was me, I I just would have, I, I don't. I know that I wouldn't have been able to not freak out, and mm-hmm. you know, um, having given her the the pills mushed up in the in the jelly, um, right. and then her having to say like, "You have to do it, do it now." And I don't think I. I think that it would have been too too much. I I felt like tense and just watching that, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. because. You have to, to be able to do that, to be able to to, to hold her underneath, and um, it fights every instinct you have, uh, you know. Right, and, and the thing that I, I keep going back to is that when 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 uh, Jess Wexler was playing Austin, and she would give those looks like, like I, you know, I love you so much. You could, you know, you could tell it. You know, she just she conveyed so much, and just like in the tub when she's. She's saying, "Well, you're going, you know, I'm ready," and it, and she just look, gives her this look, like, you know, gosh, you know, I'm there for you, I love you, I'll do what you want, and then you know, it's her heart is breaking. It's sure. uh, it was just a fa- fabulous, yeah. If there's if 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 there's a you know Emmy gods that are out there that you know she really deserves a a, a, a nomination yeah. for best actress in a movie because she was she was ugh. You know, like when she's doing the pills, and then when they're just talking out on the lawn, and she's trying to help her, and you she yeah. just gets that real tender look on her face when she's thinking. You know, she's trying to process everything, and then she just goes back and forth between horror and yeah, <laughs> and tenderness for her love for her mom. I mean, it was just you know, it was so well done. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But well, um I am glad that you that you enjoyed it as I think most people did and that you had an emotional connection with it. Um, you know, and even though again, like you were saying, like your own experience with your with your mom, it you know, it was it's not it's never anything pleasant and bringing back memories like that is never really on anyone's like to-do list, but 
um, to be able to watch a movie that says that treats the topic of you know end of life um, with such sen- sensitivity and mm-hmm. reverence. Um, yeah. it, it it's really you know it's something that people don't want to talk about. Nobody like that's not people want to dwell on. But when a movie like that brings up conversations, um, you, you you know it's something that there's an appreciation for because it's not always easy to know how to talk about things like that or not even, you know, to know how but to even think about talking about things right, like that. Right. You know, I have two sisters this year who are both diagnosed with cancer. And yeah. uh, we, uh, you know, you just like, well, when they're both younger than me, you know, one is my baby sister, the youngest sister. And mm-hmm. so you, you just, you know, we – when our mom got sick, we, back in the day, you never, you know, they were my parents were of the generation that you didn't, you didn't talk about any personal stuff in front of the children, you know, like yeah. when, when the adults came over and they, we had dinner or whatever, then they'd say to us, "Okay, you guys go outside and play now because this is adult time." So yeah. they didn't talk about any personal issues or any personal problems, family problems, anything in front of the kids. And so when my mom got sick, we didn't know how to deal with just talking to one another. Yeah. In in relating because they did not have, you know, groups and therapy groups and, you know, groups at the church and, you know, lost groups. And, you know, we just all kind of went inside and sort of resurfaced, you know, six, eight months later. Mm-hmm. And so when that happened with the, with the, with the Debbie and, and uh, uh, Teresa, then I called them. I said, I called them in and I said, we're going to get together and we're all Christians. And I said, we're going to pray. We're going to talk about it. We're going to cry about it. We're going to trust God with it. But we're not going to ignore it. We're just going to talk about it and be there for one another, you know, mm-hmm. which didn't happen when mom got sick. And she got sick, sure. and then, you know, three months later she was dead. I mean, it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. So this movie, I think, just sitting here thinking about when you were talking, that if somebody was in a situation like that and they needed, I would recommend this movie to some family going through something similar to say, you know, this is, what so I mean just to just to be able to have a, a touchstone for your emotions. Yeah. You know? Sure. Sure. You know, it 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 could serve as a tool, you know, mm-hmm. um for a family to to start a conversation. If there is somebody in their family who is, you know, who is suffering and who is thinking about um maybe like a death with dignity kind of um thing you know we you see it more and more in the news i just recently saw a story about um a teenage girl who had um spinal spinal muscular atrophy maybe mm-hmm. um i know i have a i have a, a student who suffers with that and um and this girl she's a teenager and she been living in it for many many years and you know so so many procedures and uh, just always being sick and in pain, and she finally, she with her parents' support, decided that she didn't wanted she she wanted to end it. She didn't mm-hmm. want to. She was continue to re- yeah. yeah, and so I know she had a big party. She they threw a party for her, and um, you know she decided on her own terms. Like this is how we're going to be in the end of August. I want to be taken off the respirator and just allowed to slip away. Wow. And um yeah, and that's a big decision for you know, a child basically to make, but someone who's been suffering for so long and knows what they do and they don't want and it you know, there's a lot of debate back and forth and people saying, Well, it's not 
it's nobody's decision when somebody should die and it, you know religion comes into play and ethics and uh, morality and so it's an it's a hard conversation you know mm-hmm. and um and so movies you, you know you do appreciate i think uh when a, a movie or a play or a book treats it with um sensitivity and uh, such emotion I guess and right, and, and you, know, yeah. you know, not not to say that you agree with it 100 percent or the decisions that were made and things like that, but it does make you. I mean, it, I think what it does is it puts us emotionally on a level playing field, mm-hmm. and you you know you put yourself in this situation. Could I do that if that was asked of me? Right. You know. You know. And so you have to. You you know. With whatever your stand, your conscience, or whatever that come into play. But do I? Would I love somebody enough? You know to To do that, if they asked that of me, and in this in the state that that lady was in, the mom was in, toward yeah. the end of her, you know, uh, with her disability and stuff. So yeah, it's very it was very thought provoking, and and I, that will it will stay with me. It's you know it'll stay with me for a while for sure. But I yeah. was so blindsided because I didn't know, you know, and then all of a sudden, kabooey, and like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to watch this again because about 90 minutes in, I was you know, <laughs> yeah, I was down another path. I you know. My, you know, yeah. emotionally, I was just, uh, you know, I was swept away. So, well, but it, it was, was wonderful. I'm glad, so glad, Sansa, in in doing quality projects. You know, yeah. being at, her talents being recognized, and she's being uh, asked to do, you know, some, uh, you know, uh, stuff worthy of her talent. Let's put it that way. Well, you know, it seems like, um, you know, a lot of our listeners are are how sorry have had very emotional and personal experiences uh, with Sister Cities because of their own situations, either in the past or current. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really definitely the aim of any filmmaker or any playwright or any author to appeal to the readers, to the viewers, uh, for people to connect, to say, you know, that, that wasn't my exact experience. But I understand the feeling of sure. loss and watching somebody, you know, um, slip away and mm-hmm. dealing with the the question of, you know, how can I comfort this person at the end of their life? And what is the, and maybe there are people out there listening right now that have had to make a decision, you know, to sign, you know, for someone who said, please sign this paper for a DNR or, right. you know, and that's never an easy thing to be able to say, I'm, I'm going to make this decision so that, you know, you're going to be allowed to slip away. And um, I can't imagine what that's like. And I, I hope I'm never faced with that um, decision. But I think that, you know, people more often than not are. And it's, mm-hmm. it's nothing comfortable. But No, and, I, you know, it's just, a, it's a, you know, it's just, it's part of life, I suppose, you know. And uh, yeah. like you say, you hope you never have to, you know, asked to be asked to do anything out of, you know, that you would consider, you know, like out of, really out of a comfort zone or something. But when, yeah. it, when it's family and it's, you know, it uh, gets personal, then, you know, it you know it uh, becomes real. Sure. Yeah, sure. And, um, and I'm just glad you were able to call in tonight and share your experience and, you know, how the movie has touched you in a personal way beyond just, um, it was great to see Stana back on on TV, which it was. But your your own story of you know losing your mother and dealing with your sisters being ill, and um, of course you know our you know and again it's it's I mean sometimes it really sucks 
you know, life is, is hard and the end of life is especially hard and having to witness it. So, you know, and, I, I, and our thoughts are with your sisters and hopefully they're, you know, they're feeling okay and, you know, yeah, they'll... one of them is, uh, came through her chemo treatments and came out on the other side and she's uh, she's fine. That's and, great. And uh, my other sister is uh, dealing with a uh, uh, more serious uh, type of cancer and uh, she is responding to the treatment for now. Okay. And so we're just grateful for, you know, uh, everything that's working out. And, you know, we'll just okay. keep our prayers going and, yeah, and one, uh, you know, hope for the best. One day at a time, right? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. And uh, we do have one more call before that. Let's um, let's talk to Mia. Mia, what was your take on the movie and your experience with it? Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. And I, I really like what's been said so far. And I couldn't possibly... Um, try to kind of repeat <laughs> everything that that uh resonated with me that's already been said but um i guess what i liked about it was the um was how thought provoking it was and um how it it um handled the kind of um ethical slash moral slash um like legal questions and um I guess for me, I was particularly interested because um, I live in Oregon where, um, Mm -hmm. you know, there is death with dignity. And my grandpa actually um, took that route, um, I think it's been four years now. But um, in my grandpa's case, he was 92 years old and, um, you know, just wanted to make a decision. Oh, sorry about my dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, both dogs. Hello, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> We're fine. Um, anyway. They miss Grandpa, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he, you know, wanted to make a decision on his own terms, and he was still um, able to do that. There are a lot of, I guess there are a lot of steps to go through in order to, um, like, in order to make all of that happen. So it's not just like um, you get a prescription for pills and that's it. Like um, you have to have, I don't know, there are just a lot of things that need to be in place. Um, And so for me, I was thinking, um, I just, I, my heart was breaking for, um, you know, for Austin's care, for Jess Wexler's character, because um, she was faced with such a difficult task and, um, you know, such tough decisions. And I kind of, I was kind of thinking that it, it felt unfair of, um, you know, of Jackie Weaver's character, of the mom, to, to put all of that on her. And I know they had the conversation about why she was the best she was the best choice and the only one of the sisters that could have handled it. But I just felt like it didn't seem, um, it didn't seem fair <laughs> that she should yeah. have to, to go it alone and deal with it. Um, and in her performance, uh, Jess Wexler just blew me away in the movie and, and Jackie Weaver also. And, um, of course I loved seeing Stana back on the screen and I thought she did a great job as Carolina, but, but I I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, I feel kind of grateful to live in, um, you know, there aren't very many states where um, 
where like physician assisted suicide or 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 death with dignity is um enacted. I think there might be four now and for a long time it was only um Washington and Oregon. Mhm. But I just kind of felt a little bit grateful that like that could be a choice if um if if people wanted it to be and then that way it wouldn't have to come down to like putting it in a hall on one person to 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 handle and um but I also liked the other part of the story where you know it was up to Carolina whether she was going to report it or not you know being a being a judge and um and I liked that the sisterly, like the family ties and the family bond came into play there in the end. Um, but it was, there was just so much going on in, in the movie. It's like I do, I've watched it twice, um, but I feel like I could watch it several more times and, and continue to to pick yeah. up these minor details. So anyway, I I did. I enjoyed it. It's very thought-provoking. And I'll, it um, like um, Kathy was saying, it'll stick with me. I think Brenda said that too. Well, I think probably everybody said that, but <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, well, well, you know, it's just this is, you know, everyone so far basically tonight I think um has had a personal connection, not I mean not me, but um but Mia and and Kathy and Brenda before her, you know, a personal connection with this question of um you know losing a loved one and having to to witness that and you know with your grandfather even actually choosing the uh, the death with dignity route and i had mm-hmm. and i remember seeing a story a year or two ago about uh, a a woman from california who was diagnosed with a terminal uh, brain cancer and she moved to oregon that way she could opt for that because right right mm-hmm. i remember that her story and um you know, again, an uncomfortable conversation and not something that people particularly relish discussing, but, right. uh, you know, uh, at least something done with sensitivity and grace that um, and a little bit of humor injected into it, too, um, where it does open up conversations and, and kind of pathways of thinking about things. And, and maybe it, even if you haven't um, experienced the situation or um, aren't looking for like an opportunity to have that kind of discussion. It's also just good to, to put yourself in, in the shoes of a character, you know, like, like Austin to see what, what would you, what would you be able to handle? You know, um, what would your reaction to being asked to do that for a parent or another loved one? Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, See, I had a different take on why Austin gave Carolina the drink. I thought she gave it to her. I've only watched the movie twice, but she gave it to her so she'd feel the way her mother felt. And that's how I took that. It was kind of comical in a way. (laughs) There's so many, like, little funny things, especially when um, Baltimore (laughs) whacks her and says, I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to try that. (laughs) (laughs) She whacked her in the face. Uh, but anyway, that's the, my take on that scene. With yeah, mm-hmm. I um, thought that was that was a bold move. <laughs> Can just drug you, I, so you I know like what it the, feels just, like. There's so many sister humor in there. I really liked at the very beginning when uh, 
um, oh, what's her character? Uh, Dallas shows up and she's dragging that luggage across the drive the yeah. front walkway. She's like, a little help here. A little and help. Baltimore and Austin just they just more. wave. Hi. <laughs> that is just so normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They definitely captured the the dynamics of sisters. Um, the sarcasm, all, the you know, yeah, the uh, of each other, but you know what I mean. Sure, no, but the you know the the playful the playful teasing and you know, but also the the you know the kind of tougher side of the relationships between between sisters. And I think sisters have um, there's a there's a very complicated relationship that people can have with their sisters. Um, you know. I, it could be wonderful, but a lot of times there's different levels of, you know, uh, of just how things are between sisters. And, I mean, I know, speaking from experience, uh, it, that's definitely, and there's only the two of us, so I can't imagine um, what it's like with m- many sisters or several involved at least. So, um, so And all have, with different fathers. <laughs> all, yeah, which is also, like, you know, definitely a complication there, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> That threw something another wrench into things, but um, so before Cheryl, I want to end with you. But before I get to you, Cheryl, I want to I want to talk to I think Carol is the last person we have that raised their hand. Yeah, but there's a lot of people listening. They're just listening. I I think it's a subject they're hard to talk about. It's hard. Yeah. Hey, let's bring Carol in, and then we'll end with you, Cheryl. So go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, Carol. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. It was a, it was a definite tearjerker for me. And, uh, but um, I have to say that I don't have any sister. And as a result, you know, it was just kind of fun now knowing from you guys that it was an actual betrayal, uh, you know, of what sisters would do. But um, I, I did... Um, identify with the character of Carolina only because I'm the oldest in my, you know, with my siblings, but um, the voice. Um, but um, I I think the thing that stood out to me, and it wasn't because, I mean, Jeff Wexler was fantastic, but, you know, Stana Paddock also, the role she played in being the lawyer and you have to do the right thing and, you know, kind of the responsible one and sensible one. I also took um, um, the champagne medicined up as her sister trying to show her how her mother died and, um so it kind of made me think, you know, it, it was kind of like we don't know unless we walk in somebody's shoes what it's really like. And I kind of saw that as an angle to it, too, as a message to those of us who are dealing with people that are dying, they die of cancer, and, you know, it didn't. It, it, I really didn't tie it all together because I saw it so, so differently. But I thought it was a very powerful 
message to me um, in dealing with people who are in the last stages of life and if I have friends who make some decisions that are very difficult um, to know that I have to walk in their shoes before I can really understand. And the way they did the background on Austin um, was phenomenal because it kind of showed how she was gradually pulled in by her mother to do what she did for her mother. Um, so, but I cried a bucket hole and um, familiar with ALS mainly because of Stana's friend and all of her tweeting. And thank God, you know, Stana says she picked projects she believed in and characters that she can, re- you know, she can relate to. Thank God she picked phenomenal movie from every angle, and I will be so sad if it is not at least nominated for an Emmy. I, you know, it's acting, the story, phenomenal. Thank you. I was going on and on and on, but there you have it. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. And, you know, so, yeah, just even if you haven't uh if you haven't experienced anything personally that comes close to this situation at all it's still something that hits home because you can put yourself in this in um you know these character shoes and you know think about like well what if what if that was me and so it's a very relatable story because it is a part of life you know one way or another and um it's something that definitely strikes a chord uh, with many people watching um it's just a very human story, you know, and so uh, I think that's the appeal for many people. So um, so thank you very much, Carol, for calling in and joining our discussion tonight. And we'll end it off with you, Cheryl, just sharing your thoughts on Sister Cities and your experience watching it. Wow. Um, well, thank you. Um, I won't uh, reiterate everybody else, kind of like Mia, but I, I I really like movies that make me think, and mm-hmm. especially make me feel make me feel something, either anger or or sadness or or empathy. I guess it's a good to empathize with a character or in some cases a real life character. Um, those are my favorite kind of movies because, like everybody said tonight, it kind of sticks with you after you've watched the movie. You're kind of thinking about it still later in the next day or maybe two days later. I mean, I've only watched the film twice. Um, but, um, I think everybody deals with pain or death in this particular case or the circumstances around death or the last time they talked with somebody, everybody deals with, I'd say just relationships differently. So there's no one cookie cutter way that you're supposed to react kind of going back to what Kathy had said earlier about they'd send the kids out of the room because, but I've always found that at funerals, kids, remind us that there's life, you know, so I don't mind little kids at funerals and, you know, uh, wakes or wherever you're from in this country or world where you do different ceremonies for funerals. But anyway, just a little sidebar about kids, but because um, they bring a realism, in my opinion, to, you know, there is life, you know, life is about death, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, for me, the movie itself, uh, I think Jess, especially, and Stan, of course, um, People have tweeted about this like crazy from watching this film. Their expressions just show pain. So these women are incredible (laughs) actresses, Mm -hmm. 
all of mm-hmm. them are. Um, but the way they they wove uh, Colette when she wrote this novel and I mean this play and then now a movie, the script for the movie, and um, Sean directing it, they brought out those emotions and feelings that we as women uh, there was either one character, there's one character or all the characters that kind of wove into to make us feel this story like we were a part of this family. I think what was interesting were the couple of twists in the movie. To me, not having read the play or anything like the very first caller, um, the story uh, uh, played again, but this time, the second time, through Austin's eyes, which I thought was an interesting way of writing the story, by the way. So you saw it the first time live, so to speak, and then you saw the same story again through Austin's eyes when, you know, when her um, about her mom and what was actually happening when Carolina showed up on the on the mm-hmm. at the home. Um, the only other thing I'll say, um, which I don't really want to talk about, but um, was the scene that got me the most. And this is just made me cry <laughs> was the very last scene with the cards. Um, yeah. As yeah. As many of you know, my sister passed away in July, and she gave me a, a Christmas card last year, and she wrote this really nice note in it, and I cherish that now. So when I saw that last scene, it really got me, got me good, and yeah. because um, all the scenes in the movie that were funny things, those are exactly what my sister and I would do. I mean, <laughs> she, I mean. Just especially like the the whacking your sister, so I always wonder what that would be like. Uh, those kind of things are really what sometimes sisters do, just goofy things or or the underwear scene or those kind of things. Um, but I will say that the last scene of the movie with the envelopes, that do that. If you're a mom out there and you're listening, write a letter to your kids, all of them, your sons, and, and tell them they're all your favorite. I love that the mother yeah, said I like that. that. You're my favorite. Don't tell your sisters. But Don't you're tell your sisters. <laughs> great, great, great way to be, you know. So anyway, I thought it was an excellent movie, and I highly recommend it to other people. The subject matter, I, I agree with Mia. There, There's so many ethics and religion and so many things wrapped up, and they tried to touch on each of them in this movie, basically not saying one way is the only way and that kind of thing, which I appreciated from uh, the story. Um, but it kind of made you think, you know, what would you do? What would you mm-hmm. do in that situation if it was your right. mother and the, your siblings in this situation? So so well-written and well-done. I can see why she's, you know, internationally acclaimed writer. So mm-hmm. kudos. So those are my thoughts. <laughs> well, Thank you for sharing, Cheryl, and everybody uh, who called in, and uh, whether you shared um, a very personal experience or just, um, you know, your experience with the play itself and the enjoyment of of the performances. Uh, we really appreciate everybody calling and sharing, everybody out there listening and tweeting, and um, we just thank you for joining us tonight in our conversation, and we're just very happy. Uh, happy doesn't really isn't even really kind of like a accurate word. Um, <laughs> we're just really we're just really proud of the projects that Stana undertakes and you know the courage that she obviously has to um, delve into these topics that are, that aren't easy. And um, you know we're, we're we're proud of her. We're excited, and you know that she's 
moving on to um, you know post castle post Beckett projects and uh, to see what you know what comes up next. She's got you know our, her play on Monday and uh, Ronda yeah, coming up. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and so um, she's uh, she's on the move and it's really exciting to see where she's going. So that's it for the roundtable. Thanks everyone for calling in and uh, joining. Thanks, Elena. Definitely. Yeah, sure. Definitely, and we'll. We'll put up, yes, thanks so much. And I'm sorry about your allergies. <laughs> That's okay. I'm just like, uh, it's it's fall. It always happens. <laughs> Mia, I hope your back and feels it, better. Oh, thanks. I need to, like, and get if you, an adjustment or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have no Go idea what's sister. going on. No, <laughs> your sister will adjust you. <laughs> and for those of you who have not seen Sister Cities yet, uh, you're in for a really excellent film. Um, if you're listening before, if you're an international listener and you haven't seen it yet, hang on when you do get to see it. Um, um, I think you'll feel the same way. Come back and listen to the show again. And and, uh, and probably one of us tonight has given you some perspective as well. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see everybody that's going to New York next week. Hopefully you'll stop by Bryant Park even if you aren't going to the play. And, yeah, take pictures um, say and hi. send them to me. And we're bringing they had a sauna Mia. for me. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hi. All right. Well, everybody Good. have a hi. <laughs> You're funny. All right, everybody have a great night, and we will talk to you next week. And look for our uh, notice about uh, CHLA Literally giveaway. Healing for those rendezvous giveaway tickets. So here we go. Yay. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to Stana Talk Radio. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to our show and iTunes podcast so you'll never miss an episode. You can also access our show archives and additional information about STR at www.stanatalkradio.com.